you and 657 AM and life, a winning team on the road to eternity. Welcome back. Welcome back. Travis Green uh, leading us into the discussion for tonight. Be still and know. Uh, What a beautiful, beautiful reminder of uh, the faithfulness of God. You know, I, I, I know that I often need to be reminded of just how much God concerns himself about me. Um, and how much he actually cares about me. Um, So I just want to remind you as well, uh, from wherever you are, and regardless of of what it is you might be going through, uh, be reminded that God actually, actually, actually cares. Now, uh, we're going to head straight into our discussion for tonight. And the discussion that we're having is Instagram and FOMO. Do we visit Instagram to invoke FOMO and envy in ourselves? Um, and we, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was speaking to um, a friend of mine last night and she was basically telling me that Instagram does not invoke FOMO within her. So whenever she's on Instagram, she does not feel a sense of a fear of missing out and she doesn't have a sense of envy. So um, and, and the reason that that's quite significant is because Instagram is known to be the place where people post their most luxurious moments. You know, people post being on the beach, they post being at restaurants and they post their, their, their pictures of their relationships with their partners when they fall pregnant. When, and, 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 you know, they, they share a lot of moments and it's visually stunning. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, which is interesting because the friend that I was having a conversation with was mentioning to me the fact that whenever they go on Facebook, that's where they feel the FOMO. Like Facebook actually makes them feel a sense of envy. And I found that to be quite interesting. I was like, you get FOMO from Facebook? I know I get it a lot more from Instagram. So I found that dynamic to be quite interesting. Um, I don't know, Charles, do you have uh, an experience of feeling a sense of fear of missing out whenever you're on any of these platforms? I know that uh, for you, these platforms are not, you know, your daily bread. So what, what's your take on it? <laughs> I think the reason they are not my daily bread is I realize that I've got, I've got this FOMO when I'm on them. Mm. Um, I, I see Facebook has become a marketing tool for a lot of people. So so Facebook Marketplace, which is the um, private selling area or whatever, yeah. uh, that that has become a big stumbling block or can be a big stumbling block in my life. And I think that's why I removed, why I do not have all that good things to say about it. Mm. Because I realized, I see it in my own life, how people are, I'm sitting at church, for instance, now I need to be at my office and I know that the ocean is literally just down the street, but I see people in the congregation posting photos while they are there. And I as much as I want to feel holy and spiritual and say I bless them for being there I'm envious of them yeah you understand and yeah. Uh, I see people in the congregation for instance posting photos that some of the members in our congregation are sitting on the beach and they would post something like we had a lovely day and it would be very very easy for me to say but why weren't my family invited oh um, I so, see yeah yeah so to me that that's sort of a struggle and I realized that that might be why I have this sort of pet peeve with social media because I realize in my own personal life that I've got struggles with these things and therefore I don't necessarily go on to them that, that much. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I completely get you. Uh, like, uh, I'm going to like uh, take a little bit of a break from our conversation because Marjorie just asked a question that I find very funny. Um, she goes, um, could Charles Dudoy and Nate Moore of House of Fires be related? I mean, more more related than just brothers in the Lord. Anybody see a resemblance? <laughs> Uh, Shal, do you have anything to explain to us? <laughs> ah, well, I'm not the one that should be do the explaining. I need to get my parents involved. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this resemblance that, that people are referring to? <laughs> so I was just Googling Nathan Moore right now to see if I would see any resemblance. Um, and unfortunately, I can't find a clear enough picture um, oh, there, there's one there. I, I, I kind of see something, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced, Marjorie. I'm not convinced. But maybe Charles' parents um, can shed some light. Charles will go and do some investigation for us. <laughs> yeah, but, but, anyways, <clears throat> um, you know, um, continuing with the conversation of uh, FOMO, and and I. You know, when you call it FOMO, and if you don't know, the term FOMO, F-O-M-O, is a term that means fear of missing out. So it's an acronym. Um, and it's a term that was actually coined because there are young people make themselves. It was particularly by millennials, but it's also used by Gen Zs as well. It's a coin termed by, for example, if you have your friends going out to a party and you have to stay at home and they send you pictures right of that party, then it gives you FOMO. It gives you a fear of missing out. So you 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 feel like you really want to be there and you, you're afraid of the fact that tomorrow when everyone comes back and talks about it, um, you're going to be left out. Um, and obviously envy is, is a term that we all understand. And the Bible does warn us against being envious of others, you know, uh, coveting your neighbor's wife is being envious of your neighbor's wife and how pretty she is and how articulate she is and how educated she is um, and how fit she is in comparison to your your spouse, perhaps. Um, and, and that is there's a huge danger in being envious and in not just in being envious, but a huge danger in continuing to entertain envy and putting yourself in situations that um, make you envious right um, there's a very very big danger in that and I want to hand over to you a bit child to talk about that like in terms of how the Bible warns us about being envious of other people's things or being envious of things that we we feel we cannot have but we really want them 90% of the time, now I, I love saying 90% of the time. You know, it's <laughs> like that. What's that series? And the guy's always got 83%. But yeah, 90%. When, you, when we are envious of people or when we desire to have something that they have that we don't have, mm. for whatever the case might be, I always relate it back to a lack of identity. Mm. Now, um, if you go to the Ten Commandments, the literally the last commandment is do not covet. And and covet is literally that that you've got this deep yearning, this desire after something, right? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily uh, a car or uh, iPhone 
13 or whatever the case might be but someone's mm. wife for the way that she might be cooking looking whatever mm-hmm. um, that's a lovely poem I should be doing rap <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that's that's when you covet and the reason that the Lord said that thou shall not covet is because that he wants us to realize that he should be sufficient for us he wants us to realize that when we look to him we know that we have enough Right, and that's where the dangers lurk in when you are envious of somebody. You need to realize that that the what whatever you are envious of, that thing will add value to your life and not the other way around. But where in actual fact, when we realize the identity that you have in Jesus, the identity that you've got in the fact that you've been redeemed, you add value to that thing. So uh, this couple of days, last couple of days, I've been thinking a lot about, say, for instance, a new double cab. 4x4. Four four. I want a double cab 4x4, four four, but I don't have one and neither do I have the finances for one. Mm. And I realize that I will feel a lot better in myself when I drive that 4x4. Four four. Mm. Mm. And in that moment, I realize, like, you know what? Because that's, that's literally the problem. I think that, that whichever 4x4 four four that will be will add value to my life. And I will think that I am more valuable because of it. Yeah. Much rather, the truth should be that that thing is more valuable because I, that I'm sure, is in it. You understand what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So mm. I value that thing more than what I, I believe that I add value to that thing. And that is sort of a skew and a misconception of why God created us, what God created us for, and the fact that He's created us, literally human beings, as the only thing in His image. The ocean is not his image. You know, the the lovely vacation spot that people are going to is not his image. Spring is not his image. Mm. Uh, finances in, are not created in his image. Mm. Money, obviously, okay, if you want to go serious, you could say there's people on money and that's his image. But you understand what I mean? Yeah. We yeah. are created in his image and our identity should be found exactly in that mm. and nothing more. Mm. Um, and that's why I think the caution we should be cautious of being envious of other people. Exactly. And now you might be sitting and asking yourself, like, how do I stop myself from being envious of other people? Because one thing that I've noticed is that envy can be involuntary. Like you don't sit down and meditate. You know how in in, 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 in law they have a thing called premeditated murder. Like you actually sat and premedi- you premeditated mm. on it, uh, meaning that you actually sat down and planned it and you intended to do it and you had a long period of time to stop yourself and you didn't. Now, unfortunately, envy doesn't work in that way. Uh, whenever you pop onto Instagram and a picture pops in front of you, it is at that very instant of you seeing someone who has something that you wish you had. That is when you feel a sense of envy. It just springs up from your heart, right? Or from your flesh. Um, and, and, and that's the thing about it because envy is it. Interestingly enough, it's not something that you sat down and intended to have. It is mm. invoked from within you based on what is um, um, exposed to you. So as a result, you know, if you're asking yourself the question of how do I then stop myself from being envious? Remember that we are people 
and and we are spirit beings living in a natural body and your flesh experiences the world in a completely different way than your spirit does your spirit man is completely renewed and doesn't have the same weaknesses that your flesh does um and those are things that you need to be very cautious of now i'll make an example right um i i was at a uh, an event not so long ago and someone at that event he was wearing uh, gucci slippers and he was wearing label basically um and you can tell that he's a person who prides himself because he even mentioned it as a joke like yeah i'm wearing gucci gucci you know um and it was his way of subtly throwing your attention towards the gucci that he was wearing um now a few few hours later he was making fun of me for wearing a shoe brand that was not a label um he had no idea where i bought it he had no idea how much my sneakers were but he was making fun of my sneakers and the thing is after he did that like i i i even thought about it even after the event it did touch me somewhere you know uh because there are some of us that it's not instagram it's not tiktok it's not facebook it is in real life because you are surrounded by friends who clothe themselves in apparel that you are envious of you would love to own the nike t-shirt or the adidas sneakers and we all know that those sneakers are very expensive they cost as much as groceries right <laughs> and and it and it, it in some instances you may find that you could be spending someone's rent on sneakers and i can't bring myself to doing that i absolutely cannot uh but the thing is this right it is it is in exposing yourself to environments like that that eventually you will find yourself being envious now back to the question that i was asking earlier of how do you as an individual um and as you also think of your answer to this question shall i'm not sure maybe your view might be the same as mine or you might have a different perspective but how do you as an individual um stop yourself from being envious i think one of the responsibilities that rest on us is in limiting the the things that we expose ourselves to right um i'm not saying try to avoid the world or avoid people who wear labels but it is necessary to limit i'm not saying completely get rid of but limit your exposure to things that invoke envy from within you because one thing that's important is that you cannot 100% control your body from not being envious right um just like um how it is a good idea for you to limit your exposure perhaps let's say um or or I'll, I'll get to this one a bit a bit later I'll get to it later and then another thing I would advise if if you'd like to have control over your envy I think spending time in prayer and spending time in the word will 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 lead to you being more mature and your body will get used to being in that space uh to a point of it not having as much of an impact on you however I'm also of the opinion that you should never consider yourself absolutely immune. What are your thoughts, Shaw? I can't agree with you more with that specific with that last sentence. Mm. Uh, last sentence, you should never consider yourself to be immune. And there's this age-old saying especially with men that that's been doing the rounds and I see it in my own life and it says like men never grow up, their toys just get more expensive. Um, and when, whenever we have a bra, you know, and there's a couple of gentlemen around, 
that mm. thing pops up. Exactly that what you shared now with this the the, the guy making fun of the the sneakers that you are wearing. Mm. Um, like oh I drive oh and then the guy would be asking like so you drive the new Hilux or you drive this and then all of a sudden we we come to this point of we're sort of trying to 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 not dominate the discussion but we not try to determine the hierarchy where you fit in because you don't have that but that one has but at least you have more than this one exactly right? and we and we've, we've tried to and it's known as keeping up with the Joneses as well but you try to fit in where do you fit in this hierarchy because you don't want to be at the bottom. Um, and the the irony of it all is, is the the God that we serve, Jesus. He did not mind being at the bottom. You understand what I mean? Mm. He hanged out, not, mm. he hanged out not with the rich people, but but with fishermen and with, and he wasn't envious of every anything of them. Um, and I can go start a brand new sermon now, so that would be <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> but I, I I think that's the. I always find envy and pride as one of the two sins that 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 sort of creeps into our, your heart, and you don't realize it until you are sort of knee deep or worse in it. Yeah, I see what um, you mean. And 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 you always, it's sort of difficult to to realize that you've got a problem with it, and people always unfortunately need to point it out to you, and then you take an immense load of offense. And then hopefully the Holy Spirit will guide you in it and realize like this this is this is true this is happening realize, exactly I realize that this is a problem that I have mm. um, and and like exactly like you said you're never ever immune to it yeah exactly exactly yeah that that is something that's very important to tell yourself you know one one other thing I found the way that envy works is whenever mm. it, it it tends to work when it's something you specifically desire. If it's something you don't care about, it tends to not affect you as much. Um, so, for example, if having a family and getting married is important to you, um, whenever you're struggling to get married and you're seeing other people get married, like envy will really hit home. You'll, it'll echo within the corridors of your being. <laughs> That's actually a quote from one of my poems. <laughs> Right. It'll echo within the corridors of your being like whenever you don't care, if you don't care about cars and you'd really you, you don't re like someone would really have to bring your attention to the fact that you don't have a good car um, or it won't hit you as often enough. It'll hit you now and then when you see your friends driving their fancy cars, but you'll get over it fairly easily. Right. But like there's a thing about envy. It hits home when you're seeing others possessing the things that you also desire to have. Um, and I know that myself being an artist, I tend to be envious of other artists when they, when they thrive in their fields of artistry, right? Singing, dancing, acting. I get a sense of envy of also wanting my art to be as, um, um, you know, as, as, as successful and as re exactly and as recognizable as theirs. But uh, on the other hand, you get someone like Charles, and, and I don't know, Charles, if I'm being presumptuous here, but I know that you're not as artistically inclined or you don't have as greater artistic ambitions um, as mm. someone like me or Kelita would have. So your envy would lie elsewhere. Am I correct in saying that? You're 100% correct in saying that. Me being specifically being the leader of a church would very easily get envious of other pastors when they see mm. 300 people in their church and I only have 25. Oof. 
oof. Yeah, no, those, those are real things that we carry. Um, and I'm hoping mm. that by the grace of God, we can take those um, envies that we have um, and cast them upon the Lord so that he can help us carry the weight of the things that we we envy. Uh, because these are things that are very personal to us that we want to have. <laughs> and and at times, you know, like at times, sometimes envy is not even, and you're not even envious. You know, the word envy can sound evil. Like, why are you envious? You know? Um, and the thing is, funny enough sometimes you can be envious of something good like for for Charles to want to influence more people with the gospel and for for your ministry to grow and impact more life that's actually a good thing right uh but but at the same time you don't want to be motivated by the envy you know what i mean yes. Yeah, you don't want to be motivated by the envy to grow uh, the ministry that God has entrusted you with. Um, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is such a deep one. But anyways, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Uh, so we're going to take a very quick breather um, as Charles prepares our um, devotion for the night um, before we say goodnight to you. So do stay tuned. We'll be back very, very shortly right after 657 AM. And we are back. <laughs> Charles, what do you have for us tonight to send us off into the weekend? Uh, Romans 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And I realize that we that are envious, perhaps, or mm. we that are lacking. Uh, are suffering that is that is suffering that we are facing currently we are suffering the fact that we do not have everything we need we are suffering for the fact that we feel that we need more than what we currently have but i just realized this past week has been something very personal to me realizing that all things that i desire to have are not necessarily things that i need to have i mm -hmm. don't need them for my survival but I know the one thing that I should hold on to is obviously to the to the, I almost want to be like that lady in in, in uh, that is holding on to the cloak of Jesus, you know. Oh yes, uh, the seam of his garment. I I just literally need the seam of his garment. As long as I'm following him, I will know that the glory that will be revealed to to me is going to be far more abounding in love and in grace and everything like that than the sufferings that which I currently endure. And we know also that Paul was writing this to a church that he would never meet and the only time that he did actually meet them was when he was imprisoned in the same city than this church was so remember that that which you are currently going for the current suffering that you are facing in this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us those photos on instagram those things that those people have that you are envious of they are nothing 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 compared to being in the presence of your lord jesus christ let your last breath here be the first one with him and him hearing you say, or him saying to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah, I just want to, before you say uh, your goodbye, say uh, Marjorie just wanted to add a contribution saying exactly, limit your exposure to the environments that brings out the lesser side of you. Uh, we're, we're in absolute agreement with you, Marjorie. Thank you so much for participating in our conversation. Um, mm. So, yeah, Charles, and she, Marjorie also says amen, uh, Brother Charles. So amen to that mm. devotion you just shared. Uh, we really appreciate the feedback, Marjorie. 